So Preston, we are back for the end of the year, best shows and worst shows. And I have to say, I was thinking back on it now, and even you said this mm. before we started recording, there's a lot of shows that came out. Like, you kept asking me, like, did this come out? Did this come out? Like, even other people kept asking me, like, wait a minute, that was this year? Like, yeah, everybody and their mothers came out to play this year with, like, their top shows. Like, even, like... I think the- it had to do with... um uh covid delay or something like they're like finally we're gonna release stuff finally we're gonna gonna start um filming stuff and releasing stuff you think that was it that just everything came out in 2022 i just 2022 did not fuck around with shows like every streaming service is like flagship shows and like the past five Mm. years came out stranger things on netflix handmaid's tale for Mm. hulu uh, the Boys mm. for Amazon, Game of Thrones came back with the prequel for HBO, uh, Star Trek, of right. course, at NBC, everybody, all the flagship networks and streaming services had their flagship franchise series come out to play. And uh, no, I don't think we're ever going to get another year like this, where it was just so packed with like powerhouse yeah. shows, some good, some bad. So um, let's talk. That is true. Do you want to talk about true. the worst or the best? of this year uh i mean so i didn't i didn't do a list of of our worst maybe maybe we should but um there there were some there were some real stinkers i think the stinker that we that we couldn't even finish because it was so bad was picard i finished picard Picard actually (laughs) i oh god uh let me get my list here so do you mind if i go into like my bad shows of 2022 sure Sure. Let's hear your bad shows. So I have, I have like one, two, three, four, five, but I really, it's really, okay. So bad shows. All right. Number five, really bad show, Westworld. Westworld, final season, mm, wasn't that bad, as bad as the other ones on this list, but it was still just not that great compared to what came before. And the criticism I gave it is that Westworld season four is like that one guy at a party who says that one joke and everyone laughs and he just keeps saying the same joke to try to get everyone to laugh again, even though he has no material. Yeah. I mean, there, there uh, there were a few episodes in the middle that were okay. I, I don't. I don't think I would put it on my like worst list if I were to create create one. But uh, there were a few episodes in the middle that were okay. But it, it started out super boring and it ended really weak and convoluted. Um, and it it yeah it just it lost any of the luster that season one had. Um, so it yeah I think that the worst criticism you can give to Westworld is that it was boring. It was just boring. Like I felt like I felt like it was it was a chore to get through an episode, and that's that's not a good that's not a good thing to have with with a show is to feel like it's a chore. That's why it's my West number World five. Was supposed to be fun. Yeah. All right. What's your number four? My number four is um, once again slightly worse. I, see, hmm, now that you said that, okay. Number four is Kenobi because Kenobi mm, just whoa. felt like a mess of. Like, 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 let's be honest here. What, yeah. what Kenobi really should have been was Old Man Logan. The Logan movie from a couple of years ago that was, like, supposed to be the nail in the coffin sure. for, yeah. Sure, sure. The legacy Fox X-Men stuff. Um, Kenobi just felt messy. Eh. It, it went on a little too long than, than yeah. necessary. There were great scenes, but a lot of the characters I just didn't really care about that much. Uh, it's just, eh. It, yeah. it felt like a fanfic. Um, it did feel like a fanfic. I think my worst criticism that I give to Kenobi is that it's forgettable. Yes. Like, I forgot what happened in the show. The things I kind of remember is that I, that the few scenes that had Jimmy Smith's in where I was like, whoa, this is, this is what a real actor is like, you know? <laughs> and, um, and, and I was really impressed when like, I think there's a scene with like Jimmy Smith's and, and Ian McGregor. And I was like, whoa, two actors acting. This is really nice. And the rest of the show was just largely forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're in a cave at some point. You know, like it's, that's kind of what I remember. I don't know. It, you're, it, it, it had no, it had nothing that really stuck in my mind. There was nothing, you know, um, the whole like, we're going to cart out Darth Vader and, and, uh, cause you to cream your pants effect like just doesn't work anymore um 
So I don't know. Yeah, it just there was just nothing. There was nothing to it. There was no there. You know, there was no that episode there. at the ocean base was like very pointless, and you could have skipped it all together. It just, just didn't make any. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of dumb. True. Um. Yeah. Okay. My, number three. My, num- my number three book of Boba Fett. Once again, you get all mm. these legacy characters. You come. You bring them out. You, you take them off the shelf, and you do nothing with them. Once again, like. Why the hell is Boba Fett a crime lord when he doesn't do any crime? Yeah. Why is he a bounty? He's a bounty hunter and he doesn't, he doesn't collect any bounties. Um, he's that, that's, it's not what we liked Boba Fett for, you know, Boba Fett, you know, is a villain, a mysterious villain who does ruthless, ruthless things. And he didn't do any of those things. We'd had no mysterious villain. He didn't do anything ruthless. He, um, there was a lot of, crammed in items that seemed like they were trying to sell toys uh the plot just didn't make sense it was a lot of wasted potential a lot of wasted potential like considering what they could have done i mean had they had the whole season hanging out with the tuscan raiders that would have been awesome had they had a whole season of him trying to to like escape from the sarlacc pit but each of those things they like would come out with this good idea and then and then just fumble the ball every single time and and it's just it was just a not a cohesive story in the end. It was it was it was it was a big mess in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just wasn't a oh, fan Boba of it. Fett. Wasn't a fan of it. It's uh, it, it didn't even know what it wanted to be. Some of the, some of the times it almost felt like mm. there were too many cooks in the kitchen just meddling with what the yeah. story should be, what the characters should be. Not to mention the best part of the show does not even involve the the titular character of the show because the best part is the Mando stuff. Yeah, a completely different show, like, crammed in there. Yeah, so crazy. Uh, that's number three. Number two is Star Trek Picard Season 2. That was oh, a mess gosh. of a show. It was boring. I just don't care. And quite frankly, I think Season 2 really fucks with the legacy of the character. Because I, I, I watched an episode of TNG a while ago, and I'm like, this is a completely different character. Like... Going back and yeah. forth. Red Letter Media is not kidding when they say Picard is really bad for the character because it's it feels like a completely different person. And um, right, mm. I mean, I think you can approach Star Trek in two ways. You can you can either have interesting uh, Alien of the Week sci-fi, you know, uh, stories about the nature of humanity and 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 exploring these different things where you go to a planet and you, and you learn more about, you know, the, the, the alien race is a reflection of, of today and, and you explore these, these issues. Um, or you just, you've invented a world and you have fun, like having the, the, the characters play around in this world that you've created. They, it just, they failed on both levels with like what makes Star Trek fun. Like they didn't, they didn't explore any interesting themes. And they, when they did take these characters that we thought would be fun to interact, they just botched it, you know, yeah. having them act completely differently than they should be acting. Uh, just having no logic from one scene to another on what people are doing. Like what, what, what is Q even doing? It just doesn't, can you explain Q's motivation? No, no one can explain Q's motivation. <laughs> Well, that's the purpose of the character is that he has this grand vision that we're too dumb to understand because he's an immortal godlike being. But even so, bringing Q out for one last hurrah and it being just kind of, okay? Like, everything Q Mm. did was so incredibly unnecessary because we already solved, like, the whole Q-Picard dynamic at the end of TNG. Like, you didn't have to revisit this. For like that very, I will say that that final moment at the end of season two where they hug it out and you know Q's about to go for the last time, very nice, very tender moment. But at the same time, you didn't need it's for the 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 thing is that makes sense to the audience, but it doesn't make really make sense to the characters. Yeah, like yes, we're the audience saying goodbye to Q, and so we're sniffling, but like it doesn't make sense to those characters. Uh, oh well, oh well. If anything, uh, it a, ruins what a the... mess. I can't. Yeah, the legacy of everything. Mm-hmm. And they, they get all so much lore wrong, so much lore obviously <laughs> wrong, where it's just like... The Guinan stuff? You, like, yeah, the Guinan stuff, like, everyone's seen Time's Arrow. Like, you can't just, like, throw Guinan on Earth and not address, like, the fucking Mark Twain episode of... Uh, anyway, now you're just making me angry. <laughs> I'm, bringing up, I'm surprised Picard is number two. What could possibly be, hard, like, worse? <laughs> 
than Picard. Um, what, what my number one pick of the worst show of 2022? It may not have any resonance to you because you probably didn't play this video game growing up, but Halo. It was a huge part of my childhood. It's still now. And I think Halo is the perfect example of what's happening with adaptations in the last five years. Um, it's just people who are given a job and they don't mm. care. And this is something I say to Witcher as well. But video, video, video game ap- adaptations rarely are ever any good. True. Um, That's because I mean, no one yeah. ever sticks to the fucking source material. You know what the best video game adaptation ever of all time is? Mortal Kombat, the first one from the from ninety four or ninety five. Yeah, that, it was a fun. It was a fun movie. As cheesy as it was, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's uh, the ju- yeah, it's yeah, just the game. It's just the tournament. It is just the game. That's You're it. Right. It's 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 a it's about as shallow as the game is, and that works at the advantage of the movie. But you yeah. know what's what, what's funny mm-hmm. about that is that. We've never really had, to my knowledge, a video game television adaptation. It's always been movies, and you can't really adapt a story of a game in like one hour and thirty minute movie. Here they had. I think multi- there was a Mortal. There was a Mortal Kombat series for a while, but it doesn't really count. When we don't. We don't talk about movies. that one. They they they, they didn't yeah. adapt anything. They just kind of did their own thing. They just took the characters and did their own thing, which is kind of what they did with Halo here. Everything that made Halo Halo oh. is just not in here. The, for example, gotcha. Master Chief is basically Mando. You know how Mando never takes off the helmet or the armor. Mm-hmm. Master Chief is always taking off his fucking helmet. No, that's the first red flag right there. And like I was saying earlier, uh, it's, it's just, you have people who are not fans of the source material coming in to just do this mm. thing and they're just doing a job. And this, yeah. this harkens back to what, you know, Dave and Dan did. Dave and Dan, I believe, brought Ice and Fire to HBO and they're like, we got to adapt this. This is going to be great. They were fans of the source material. It's a shame what happened in the last couple of seasons, but they were fans of the source material. They spoke to George R. R. Martin and you saw like the love they have for the show in the first several mm. seasons. Here, same with Witcher, it's just people doing a job. They were given this thing to adapt yeah. and they thought they could make it better by including their own things and doing things differently. And it just, it never, it didn't work out. It's, mm-hmm. Halo is bad if you're a fan of Halo and you watch the show. There are, obviously, every adaptation yeah. has that one good thing about it. I can't find one good thing about Halo. Witcher, there are things that are great about it. Some of the casting is so good. So you're saying the Halo series is as different from the video game as the Super Mario Brothers movie is from the Super Mario Brothers video game. Yes, 110%. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think it's very funny when... um when adaptations are very different because I, I kind of view it like covering a song. You can either like do the like tribute band where you're trying to, you're trying to be faithful and, and replay that song like they would, or um, you're going to take a new spin on it, but that spin better be good. You know, you better do a cover and that cover better add something and be interesting and like be better. Um, you, you know, you don't, don't cover a song if you're going to butcher it, you know, like, you know, it's like, uh, that's the thing of the, these adaptations. Like you're, you're hoping to pull people in with the, with the, with the IP, but you know, unless, unless it's either really, really good, which you know, it wasn't going to be, or it's faithful, people are going to hate it. So you've got to, you got to hit one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it what it comes down uh, to, and it's the same thing with The Witcher, and same thing with Rings of Power. Well, maybe not Rings of Power, but definitely with Halo. It's people who had their own ideas for their own shows, but they weren't trusted enough with the budget to make their own IPs, mm. their own shows. But they were given this, and they're like, you know what? I can input some of my own ideas and show the networks why they would have worked in the first place. It doesn't work. So mm-hmm. Halo is my pick for the worst show of 2022, simply because it's nothing like the source material. Everything they tried to doing differently to, in going their own direction was bad, and just the characters don't make any sense. It's just the story was awful. Just no. Halo is my pick for the worst show. What, do, you, do you have one, oh. like a worst show you could think of that you did not like? I mean, if I'm picking it off the top of my head, I would say it would be Picard. Mm. Um just because it was so bad, I, I just couldn't even finish it. I'm trying to think of another one where where I just I started watching it. I'm just like, no, this is this is no good. But um, any show that you started watching that you thought that we most likely did not cover. So 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I watched some some like pretty bad like trashy Netflix shows with with my wife. Mm. Like, I'm not sure if those really count. Like, you know, I didn't think like I, I watched Bling Empire at uh, season two. That was really bad. The hell's that um, Bling? I've never heard of that before. It's supposed to follow around these like uh, really rich Asian Americans. But it's like half fake, you know how they like creating conflicts that like are 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 fault like don't exist, and there wasn't really an arc for the season like there was for the first season and things like that. Like so, like even in a even in a even if the stories are fake or semi fake, like they couldn't even like cohesively put them together into into any sort of story. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Just oh, that wait, just so like super bad. So, so what? Cause it's funny you say that. Cause the first it's like season, re- it's like a reality show. Yeah. Well, the first season got a 90% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So the first season is supposed yeah, to be very good. Bling Empire, Bling Empire season one had, had some, had some interesting moments, you know, it had some interesting moments. And then season two, it's just like, uh, they didn't know what to do with these, these, these people. Mm. Um, so they were just like inventing stuff. Like it was, there were two characters that were like pretending to be in a relationship or try to start a relationship, and it was very clear that the two got the two characters didn't really like weren't really into each other. So it's just like manufactured stuff. Like they, this one dude wants to date another another woman, and she's like, "Well, I have trust issues, so you need to take a polygraph test." And you're like, "What? They haven't <laughs> even been on like a." date like no one would do that and then they take the polygraph like just like invented stuff like no that would never happen that would never happen like just stop you know so they have this whole episode of them going to take a polygraph test together and it's just like come on um it's just stupid stupid stuff stupid stuff but uh, uh. well like first season there was some like real stuff on there there was a woman who like was dating this guy forever and had a kid with him and like wanted to was waiting for him to propose and then at the, then at the end she proposes to him uh because he just won't propose and you know he says yes and you know it, it like felt like a re- it, i think it was a real story and it felt like a real story so i don't know just lame stuff like that so i'm just but i'm trying to think of just like absolute worst trash where uh, i can't think of anything like really bad other than picard where i'm just like oh my god Cause that, and then I, cause I guess if it were bad, I would just stop watching, you know, but like I'm a card, you feel obligated. I'm one of those assholes where, and this, this is how I was with Jessica Jones season two, which I thought was absolutely awful. Um, my mentality is I'll continue on because it can't get any worse. Hopefully like it just mm. goes like, there has to be a point where it just like gets better and it never does. Nothing ever does when it comes to shows like these. It always just goes downhill even yeah. further, which is insane. But I'm sure, like, you'll probably think of something, like, the moment we stop recording, and we'll talk about I it. Yes, there, there, we'll talk about it in there the There was stream. another show, and I don't even, I don't even, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to say it was that bad. I, I, I watched, there's this one comedy sci-fi show on HBO called, I think, uh, Avenue Six. And I watched the second season for that um oh, avenue five i'm sorry and like it just didn't it didn't have the same magic as the first the first season which you know was okay but you know just it wasn't horrible there wasn't it just wasn't horrible writing but it just wasn't the same i don't know stuff that stuff that like just wouldn't make my list of like being great um you know it's like uh what ms marvel was this year i wouldn't say it was bad but like you know, like I, I wouldn't make my top 10 list of, of good shows. Like it was just very convoluted and all over the place. Um, hmm. uh, that's about it. That's about it. Okay. So do you want to get to like the best shows of 2022? Uh, yeah. in our opinions. Let's, let's get, yeah, let's get to our, let's get to our best. Now you only have a top five. I have a top 10. So let, let me go through my 10 to six sure. and then we can, and then, and then we'll get to yours. So, my number 10 of the 10th best thing I saw this year of a 2022 show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put, I put She-Hulk. Mm. Um, I thought She-Hulk attorney, attorney at law was a really solidly funny show. Um, the lead is incredibly, um, uh, likable, really charismatic, uh, actor. It was so much fun to watch. I looked forward to the next episode. Uh, it the episodes blew by. I mean, they're only thirty minutes, but like when when I think of a show where I just like I laughed a lot, it was a you know 
it's not to be taken seriously. This isn't like serious Marvel stuff. It's funny Marvel stuff. I was a fan of the comic book. So uh, I actually read Sensational She-Hulk when I was young. So it was like, I'm a little biased, but I thought it really captured the magic of, of the She-Hulk comic. And I, I looked forward to it every week. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of laughs. So I thought She-Hulk uh, Attorney at Law was, uh, I put that as number 10. Nice. Okay. Um, number nine, uh, Raised by Wolves, season two. <laughs> um, Raised by Wolves is a com- is just like uh, I've never been I've never seen a show where you're onslaughted with such creativity and and soap opera um mentality of characters and stuff is just going crazy all the characters are dialed up to 11 plus the sci-fi elements are di- dialed up to 11 and the philosophy and and head scratching stuff is dialed up to 11 it was a show that was so extreme in every way. And I'm not saying it wasn't a mess. This is why it's not like the perfect show or anything, but like there was no show like raised by wolves. And I really appreciate Ridley Scott and all of the writers for what they did uh, in inventing an incredibly cool universe. I'm so sad that it was canceled. Um, I wanted to see where these characters were going. I wanted to see what was going to happen you know, next uh, it's 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 I'm really disappointed that there won't be a, a season three uh, for such an imaginative, um, crazy, bonkers show like Raised by Wolves. So uh, that's my number nine. OK, um, my number eight is uh, Dairy Girls season three. Um, Dairy Girls is just a solidly funny, interesting show. Um, where again, I looked forward to an episodes every week. I liked all of the characters. They were so fun to see them interact. Um, it's just, I feel almost sad that the show has ended and that I have to say goodbye to all of these characters that I got to, I got to really like, you know, um, and, and you know, it's like, I'm sure I'm going to see all these actors and actresses like later on because the, the show like was incredibly successful, but uh, it, it's it was it was just a really good show, a really solid, funny, you know, um, show. And it, it's, uh, um, you know, I'm not saying it was the, the best thing ever or revolutionary. It was just a really funny, great show. Um, and so that was uh, that's number eight. Dairy Girls. What, um, what channel is that on? What's what service? That's Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Dairy Girls. D-E-R-D-E-R-R-Y. For, for dairy in Northern Ireland, yeah. Um, so my number seven show is Moon Knight. Hmm. Um, yeah, I thought Moon Knight was very creative. Um, I thought it was well acted. I'm not saying it was a perfect plot, but it was again one of those shows that I I couldn't wait to see some of the episodes. I I've never seen. In Western media, the Middle East, uh, and specifically Cairo, portrayed the way it was somewhat accurately. I I um I loved the Oscar Isaac's performance. He's the goat. Uh, oh, he's he is the goat. Um, and Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke was one of the most interesting new takes on a villain that I've seen in a long time. You know, um. Where he's not really evil, but he's still creepy, but you can somewhat understand him, you know, like he's, 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 he's not, uh, he's not the classic villain Ramsey type, but he's also not the relatable, uh, killmonger type where he has a point, you know, he's in this other category and it was a villain. It was a type of villain I'd never seen before. Um, again, not a perfect show, but. Uh, there was a lot of creative ideas, a lot of fun to be had, uh, some really interesting direction and, and some really great music. And, and that was that that came from um, uh, having using uh, Egyptian directors um, first for some of the uh, for some of the episodes. So it was really, really, really good stuff. Um, my number six. And you're going to murder me for this. Oh, 
My number my my number six is House of the Dragon. Wow, number six <laughs> slot. Wow. Okay. No, hey, I'm not yeah. gonna murder you, but the audience might get on your, your case about that. <laughs> yeah, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon is a mess, but it is also so ambitious and pushes the limits to television in ways that no other show has ever done or, you know, and the, you know, the fact that the fact that they have the first episode be a, be a, uh, a cesarean, the fact that they show, uh, Rhaenyra, you know, giving birth and, a, you know, having a, a slimy, like, uh, newborn, stillborn, uh, you know, child come out. Um, the, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, just hasn't been done on screen and, 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 the show pushes the limits. It pushes the limits so much on, on what, on what, on making the, the audience uncomfortable and making the, the audience connect and relate to characters. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, so as much as like, and again, like we know this show better than any of the others because we've watched these episodes over and over. Like, um, it's such an improvement on the source material. Uh, there's some just some really good choices made, some some perfect acting, perfect acting from from everybody, um, you know. But of course, like it's not it's not my it doesn't crack my top five because it's a it's they make a lot of mistakes. Those the they take a lot of risks and they land a lot of things, but they also face plant a lot. And um, the other the other shows on the on, on higher on the list, the reason that they they're so high is they stick their landings. They, they, they perhaps aren't as risky as house of the dragon, but they also don't fuck up as much as house of the dragon. You know, you're not, you're not having like, you're not having dragons bust through the floor, killing hundreds of people for no reason. You know, like it's just, that's not, you're not just having somebody beaten, beaten to death on camera and then no one address it. Like, you know, that kind of stuff just isn't happening. Um, and so that's, uh, that's why. Okay. So that's my 10 through 6. Okay. Uh, do you want to tell me your number 5? My number 5. Uh, let me bring up my list here real quick. My number 5 is a little-known show with Josh Brolin. Um, and oh. it's on Amazon, actually. It's called uh, The Outer Range. Let me see if I can... Uh, bring this up real oh, quick. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen the ads for that. I have not watched it. Yeah. Outer Range was very well acted. I really liked it. Uh, basically for those of you who don't know, it's essentially a show about Josh Brolin and he plays this man, Royal Abbott, who owns a ranch, I believe in Utah. Let me make sure it's Utah. Hmm. Uh and I'm sorry, not Utah, Wyoming. And um the synopsis here is he discovers a mysterious black void in the pasture after the arrival of autumn and there's a woman who comes into town and she has connection with this whole situation and uh yeah it's very well acted great premise i don't know it's just something about the show that really like kept me excited every week and uh, josh brolin once again he's the goat there's also if you watch the show you'll know what i'm talking about there's also one of the grossest Mm. kissing scenes i've ever seen oh yeah Uh, it's just it's pretty it's pretty over the top. I kind of want to show you real quick. <laughs> kind of want to show you real quick. Nah, it's, yeah. Okay. Unless you want to watch it, well, uh, the show. But I highly no. No, I mean, if you recommend it, you you say it's on it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yes, it's a science fiction uh, neo western, and uh, Josh Brolin is the main huh. guy. And uh, yeah, no, a really great acting all around, fun okay, premise, okay. and uh, yeah. I may I may I may I may check it out. It's um I'm uh, um, the other premise of the show is uh, it reminded me a lot of the uh, I don't want to say the Capulets and the Montagues or whatever but what's the American Family the two families that did Moonshine they're out of West Hat- Hatfield and the McCoys there's a lot of Hatfields Hatfield and McCoys, McCoys going on here as well with the the main character's family and this other family but uh, no it's super fun I really enjoyed it shout out to my boy Bear for the recommendation and uh, yeah oh, Outer okay. Range on on Amazon uh, Outer Range. My number five is <clears throat> Russian Doll season two. Um, Russian Doll season one was head and shoulders my favorite show of 2019. Um, Russian Doll season one is perfection. It is it is such a good show. Russian Doll season two, 
not nearly as good. Not nearly in this. It's not in the same universe as Russian Doll season one. However, it's still pretty good. It's still it's still very creative. It's still very interesting. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's still um, it approaches characterization and emotion and and where people are uh, better than than anything else. Like no other char- no other show goes this deep in into into people's heads uh, um, and really thinks about like who they are and where they come from and their relationship to their parents and their friends and themselves. And, and um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, and it's just, it's also, it's also a pretty fun show. It's also a pretty fun show on top of all that. So um, yeah, I really recommend Russian doll. Uh, season one is great, but season two is still pretty good. Um, that's on Netflix. But um, big, big, big fan of that. See, that's what surprises me about Russian Doll because you've given it high praise before, and I have to download it. But Netflix, mm. it's on Nef- Netflix. Just has just gr- like bad shows, but every once in a while they'll come out with a banger. So you're saying this is one of those bangers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 um. I'm trying to think. Like, it's hard to even explain it. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Like no other show um approaches i mean there's there's elements of things that you're going to see uh in other stuff but then they always like other science fiction and fantasy but they're they're going to uh they they turn everything on its head and just the 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 acting by Natasha Leone which is she's the, she's the lead and and she carries the show the whole show is on on her shoulders um it's uh she's you know she has to, it's it's basically her like her carrying the whole thing but um it's it's uh it's just it's it's good there's a lot of emotional moments um uh getting into this this uh fucked up character's head um but yeah definitely watch season one but season two still pretty good i actually like this actress but, natasha leone she was uh she played one of the leads uh nikki nichols in orange is the new black also on netflix and mm. uh no she was great in that yeah so. most people know her from american most people know her from american pie was she an American Pie? Who was she? She was she was the other the other girl. You know how there was like two in the original American Pie. There's there's the boys, but then there was like two girls. Oh, there was like she's Jessica, rookie, rookie of the yeah. There's rookie of the year's girlfriend, and then there's rookie of the year's girlfriend's friend. Right? I mean, rookie of the year's girlfriend was was Tara. Um, uh, what's her face? Um, the shit what's her she had her own show uh te- um ah uh, fuck it whatever don't care let's move on sharknado she said sharknado i know who you're talking about she was also um I zach know. braff's girlfriend in the scrubs i forgot her fucking name too yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah okay no. so i know i see her I, wow okay hmm. small world okay yeah um Okay, so you're number four. My number four, I'm going to give it to, and I know people are going to get upset with this, but it's a Better Call Saul Season 6 Part 1, not Part 2, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Did you watch Better okay. Call Saul, by the way? No, but I think it's hilarious that you're like specifically saying like, just this part, not the other part. So, so, so they split season six into two parts. I believe season six has like yeah. six or seven episodes, something like that. Season six, part one is awesome. It's great. It ends beautifully. And then season six, part two, the first two episodes are awesome. But spoiler alert, I personally think the show dies when Lalo dies. Lalo is probably one of the best villains we've gotten on a long time on, on TV. It's just, such a great villain. Believe it or not, Lalo, the actor, um, I believe his name is Tony Dalton. He's actually in, um, uh, what's, what's Hawkeye's protege? Fuck. Forgot her name. Hawkeye girl. Are you talking about, uh, Kate Bishop? Kate Bishop. Tony Dalton plays Kate Bishop's mom's boyfriend, who we thought was, like, the real killer, but he wasn't. He was just goofy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, the swordsman. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he's Lalo in, in Better Call Saul. He's great. I love him. But the moment he dies, that show ends for me and it focuses on saul and it's all in black and white and whatever don't okay, give a fuck yeah, but because there's there's also that split timeline wise mm-hmm. right the ones one's all the way okay. where he's gene yeah. but uh no season uh six part one great 
everything about it was fucking yeah. phenomenal. And uh, this is how a prequel should be done. This is what I was waiting for the yeah. entire time. And it delivered. So that's my number four. My number four is uh, The Boys Season 3. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, you know, I think that the boy the boys is kind of finally coming to its own in in uh understanding that you know adding actual like theme and substance to to its message behind behind the scenes i think season 1 was mostly about shock and and now they're 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 trying to find their message and i think they're they're beginning to, they're they're getting there i don't i don't think it's you know perfectly cohesive but i think they're getting there um and uh you know it it's uh it's a very fun romp uh the boys uh and i think that the soldier boy plot um just was executed really really well i think soldier boy himself great is character a, is a great character great character and to ha- to perfectly execute the ending where it's a surprise but it actually fits better than what you were expecting. Like that's a very difficult thing to pull off. And they pulled it off. They pulled off the, the ironic ending with Soldier Boy um really well. Um now I'm not saying that like every I always have to, you know, say like not everything is perfect. Like, you know, what were they doing with Starlight and all these kind of stuff that that was just kind of crammed in that felt extraneous. But like just on the sense that Soldier Boy is such a great villain, such a great character. And that they they uh, they landed that uh, by itself. I I I put I ranked the boys as um, pretty high, pretty high. It's just one of the also just one of those shows where like man, you just gotta you gotta see the next episode. You gotta see where they're going, you know. So, um, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like your uh, number, th- my number yeah. three is actually the boys season three. Um, <laughs> I really like the season, and and you know what's funny about this show is that like every single time, just when I don't think they can go the extra mile with how fucking insane and crazy things get and how gross things get, then you have a man going inside another man's penis and then expanding and exploding this guy, and then uh, poor mother's milk getting huge amounts of jizz all over him at the at the at the orgy party it's just fuck man just fuck holy shit this goddamn show is and then head popper yeah. and just just so much oh my fucking god and i love it such a great show you re- people really yeah. should be watching this show it's so good the extra irony is about how a lot of the fans of the show think like there's the, the irony of the show is that a lot of the fans of the show don't understand and know that the boys is making fun of them. It's kind of like how oh, yeah. with Rick and Morty, like a lot of the viewers think they're Rick, but they're really Jerry, you know? So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So. Uh, but no, my number three is the boys for the, basically the same reason you said. Yeah, it was, it, it, you know. It definitely has its flaws, but like you know, we're not we're not in the top the the, the real top yet. But like I, I I appreciate that the boys is getting better and better each season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, with and, and I and I'm really saying is that they're they're you know it's becoming more political, and you know and, and it's finding it's it's finding its message, which is something that the comic never really had. And the, the first season, even though the first season is great, it's it. It didn't really, it didn't quite know what it was yet. And I think it's, it's getting to know. Um, so, uh, my number three is, uh, his dark materials season three. I didn't know you were watching um, this. You told me that this a while ago. I didn't know you were watching his dark it just, materials. it just came out. It, they just dumped the whole season, like pretty much at once. This is HBO, and, right? Um, yeah, it's HBO. Very, qu- almost very quietly. They never do that. Because HBO's. HBO is just being fucking weird, you know? It's like they quietly dropped Westworld too. They're just like, this show is dead to us. Let's have it come out and not, <laughs> not promote it at all. That's so His Dark Materials season three, um it's just it's it's amazing how well they've adapted this this crazy out there book that um has it has a plot that grows and grows and grows with each which each book and each season's plot grows and the acting gets better 
uh, like season three is better than season two, and season two is better than season one of his Dark Materials. Like his season one, of, season one of dark, his Dark Materials is kind of iffy on, and then season two comes out. And I'm like, oh, all of a sudden these kids know how to act, and uh, <laughs> it's it's and the CGI is great, and um, it's it's a really interesting it's a really interesting show, and I I didn't even read the books. My 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 wife did, but. Um, How'd she like it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm able to follow. Uh, well, she said she's forgotten a lot of it because she she read the books like in early high school. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she does think that, uh, you know, the, the characters are aged up a little bit. But, she you know, she she thinks it's really well done. I think she, she agrees with me on like um, that it's getting better and the, act, the acting's quite good. And, and it's quite impressive that they're juggling all of these huge, huge plots. Um, I mean, keep it, keep in mind that like, I don't know if you know the, the, the plot at all, Carmine, but like without spoiling things, like it has to do with the fact that like it's parallel universes. And in one of the universes, people's souls manifest as animals that, that follow them around. And that connection is kept together by dust, which is dark matter. And yet in every universe, there are religious organizations that are, that think that dust is sin and want to destroy it. And that dust relates to free will. Um, and dust is like the creation of our consciousness. And therefore, if they get rid of the dust, people won't have free will and they'll be more obedient to religious law. Like it's, it's insane. Like how large and philosophical and and creative the story is um and that they've pulled it off like that they've put it to screen uh you know with eight episode seasons like and it's just um yeah no it's 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 really well done i might have to check this out because like yeah um that sounds awesome (laughs) but uh yeah it it's yeah yeah the the lead is um uh the girl who played Little Wolverine in in Logan. Um she's she's the lead. Um and uh she she does she does a great job. She does a great job. I'll have to check this out. You yeah. you really browse HBO's catalog. Like because you've mentioned multiple times like all these shows on HBO. I'm like, that's on HBO? What? I I don't yeah, I, yeah. I keep forgetting that his dark materials is like an HBO thing. And you're right, I didn't see any promotion for it. Even for Westworld, I saw some promotion for it. But for his dark materials, I saw nothing. No one really talked it was, about it. It was really like I. It was just in the back of my mind. I was like, "Whatever happened to his dark materials?" And I, then I like looked on, and I was like, "What? They just dropped like the, the whole season in the month of December? Like, oh my gosh!" So yeah, that's that's my number three. I'll have, I'll have to check it out. Uh, what's What's your uh, number two? My number two, to no one's surprise, is Andor. Andor, the best oh. Star Wars show that totally does not feel like a Star Wars show. The best Star Wars show that we, we've gotten ever and we may ever get. Because, yeah, it's what's great about Star Wars Andor, and we've discussed it ad nauseum as, as to why it's so good, is that it doesn't feel like a Star Wars show. It, it every, every bullshit trope we've ever seen in Star Wars that makes us roll our eyes... It's not in here. You know, the massive kill, the mass mm. killing of stormtroopers that you hated from Mando. It's not in here. Mm. Um, just, just characters with actual motivations and purposes. It's not in here. People who feel real. It's not, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. For characters with actual motivation purposes, it's in here. People who feel real, it's in here. Uh, it, 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 the funny thing is, even though I say it's not like a Star Wars property, it's at the same time the most Star Wars of anything because What's most Star Wars than like explaining these tiny little things that no one cared about from the original movies in like <laughs> books and games and shit? That's what it does. You know, where did the rebellion come from? How'd they get all the money for this stuff? That's right here. Who's Mon Mothma? There it is. Like, why is the Empire so bad? Like, well, here it is. It's they're not just destroying planets, they're taking away people's freedoms and like being incredibly well, oppressive. To be fair, they're they're explaining the big things rather than the little things. That too, right? That too. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like like Solo was like, where did Han Solo get his blaster from? Who cares? But this is actually asking asking the big questions. How'd the rebellion actually 
get their money you know how did you know like why do people want to, why do people hate the empire like these are you know those are actually like much more important questions to explain. see you say they're yeah. big questions i say they're little questions because who really cares about that when you're watching star wars all you want to see is lightsaber go burn mm. that's really all people are there for and that's fine that's fair you know you want to be entertained that's cool but you know nerds like me who spend Hours upon hours late at night looking up on Wikipedia as to why, you know, this lightsaber looks the way it is and the fighting styles of Jedi. This is this is cool. This is, like, my jam. This is what I really like. And, uh, no, Andor. It also has one of the best speeches ever given by a character in television. Uh, Luthen's speech that he gives to that one guy from the ISB. In the, in the lower mm-hmm. levels. Yes, yes. Where he's like, you know, it's yes. a freedom I'll never... It's a fight for a freedom that I'll never live to see and... God, it's just Andor, phenomenal. Love it, love it. Even with all the screws and the bricks that uh, take people out of it, I still think it's great. <laughs> still think it's great. Um, my number two is Peacemaker. Mm, okay, Peacemaker, Peacemaker, and keep in mind that like um, going into Peacemaker, I didn't, I. You know, I, I'm no John Cena fan. Like, I don't, I don't like care about wrestler actors. Okay. Fuck The Rock. <laughs> fuck John Cena. Like, uh, you know, um, fuck Dave Batista. Don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't give a fuck about you, your, your bodybuilder actor, like, like crossover. Okay. Like, that's, that's not my thing. Um, and, and when, when I watched Suicide Squad, the, the, the redo, the James Gunn remake movie, um, you know, when they brought him back, I was like, he was the least interesting character in the entire movie. That entire character, that entire movie of Suicide Squad had so many fucking fantastic, uh, characters and Peacemaker was the, was the most boring one. And so I really didn't think, I really didn't expect much. And Peacemaker just blew me away. Just the fact that like the opening theme and, and the dance is there, but just like from that moment on, I was just like, what? And you are pulled in and it never stops. It's such a funny show. It's such an irreverent, crazy show. It's got a super imaginative, cool plot. It's got great characters who are all likable and wonderful. Even the villains you love. It's just, um, it was just a fun ride from beginning to end. And it just goes to show, like, it just shows me, like, what a genius James Gunn was. The dialogue is funny. The characters are great. It's paced well. It's beautiful. It's sad. It is, it, it is not scared to just kill random people. Like, really? Like, people that you totally did not expect to die just freaking die all of a sudden. Um, it was, I, 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 yeah, I just, I can't recommend Peacemaker enough. It was, it was a really, really well done show. I heard you nothing know, but so good things about Peacemaker that, and the fact that James Gunn is behind it. Because have you seen the, the latest James Gunn hate going around on Twitter? To, oh, to, no. What, what did he do this time? Oh, he didn't, he didn't rehire. He's, he's throwing out most of the DCU. Um, and, oh, uh, right. Yeah. Cause it Henry Cavill kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. he's throwing okay. away most of the stuff. I, I think he may be keeping, um, Shazam maybe, but no, he's throwing most of it away and like redoing everything. And, uh, I kind of get the but people like Aquaman. People like Aquaman. People like Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, people wanted to see the Batgirl stuff. I did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what he comes up with. But uh, I keep forgetting that he did Peacemaker. And uh, yeah, I keep hearing nothing but good things. Oh, it's 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 a really great show. It's a really great show. Um, Yeah. What's your number one? So before number one, I do want to give honorable mentions of shows. Honestly, these probably should have been like my 10th or 6th. But these are really good shows that came out that I really liked this year. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Love it. This is what Star Trek should have been back a couple of years ago. Discovery, I'm just really bored by Star Trek Discovery. I, I There's nothing in it that I like. But Strange New Worlds, great. This is what Trek should have been in the new era. Uh, they do everything that they do in TNG. It's the original Enterprise crew before Kirk and, and Spock. Uh, but Spock is in it. I love that. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, highly recommended if you're an old school Star Trek fan. Uh, Moon Knight is also in there. Honorable mention for Moon Knight. 
And uh, Rick and Morty, I thought this season is better than the last one. A lot of fun moments. For anime, Chainsaw Man was pretty good. Definitely recommend Chainsaw Man. And, uh, I must say Moon Knight, uh, and Raised by Wolves, I really liked as well. Raised by Wolves was awesome. Phil recommended me something last stream that we did, uh, a show called mm, yeah. From. Good premise. If it's basically a combination of The Mist, uh, combination of The Mist and a bit of Lost, like he said, and a little bit of Silent Hill sprinkled in. So I recommend that to anybody who can find it. It's on Epics, whatever the fuck that is. I, Pirated, of course, I couldn't find epics. Um, ten episodes, really good show from. But uh, no, those are my honorable mentions. As for my number one is, to the once again, to the surprise of no one, uh, The Orville, season three. I oh. really love this series. I It's probably my favorite series of the last, like, five years. It's so fun. It's so good. Very well written. It has a lot of heart. I just can't get over, like, how good the show is. And I, I kick myself for not getting on it. Um, it. It's the show with Seth MacFarlane. It's essentially a Star Trek ripoff, but it becomes its own thing. It's such so much more than Star Trek. It's really what Star Trek should have been. And uh, I know people don't give the show enough credit because it's Seth MacFarlane. He's the family guy guy. And he knows that himself. So that's why in the first season there's a bit more comedy than there should be. But as the seasons goes on, it gets better. And the comedy goes down quite a bit. And by season three, there's some comedy in there, but not as much as it was in season one. And I also give him props for this as well, because in season one, it's kind of about him. But as season two and season three come, he becomes kind of a side character. He's still the captain of the ship, but it's more about the his crew and all these interpersonal relationships mm. and... It's it's just a phenomenal show. I'm in love with this show. It's great. I hope they do a season four, but season three of The Orville was fucking phenomenal. I definitely recommend this to everybody if you're into like sci-fi and all that stuff. Very good writing. Very yeah, good no, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it's like usurped Star Trek as being more Star Trek than Star Trek. Yep. Yep. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's great. 10 out of 10 for me. Orville season three. Okay. All right. I'm, I, and no House of the Dragon on your list. Oh, fuck. Uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon is uh, my number six. That's <laughs> okay. my number six. <laughs> that's, where, that's mine was number six. Yeah. I'll put it with number six. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was when you didn't when you didn't name it and you're getting your you're counting down to number one i was like oh is this number one gonna be and i was like no oh oh it's orville yeah um <laughs> i don't think my number one is gonna be a surprise either my my number one is andor nice um, yeah andor <clears throat> andor is just it's just it's it's a show none of us deserved. It's a show <laughs> that surprised everybody. It's it's it was just perfection. Like so well acted, such great plots. Oh, by the way, uh, real quick on Andor. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. You know what when when the intro of Andor comes, it's like it shows the planet and then the title and all that. Mm. You know the song? Yeah, yeah. That comes like the brief. Yeah, that brief apparently melody? you have to like piece it together or something. Yeah, the, the the song from the different things. Yeah, if you piece it all together, it's like that that theme of rebellion at the very end when everybody comes together and like you know does the theme yeah. in the streets. Really cool. I didn't. Very cool. And andor andor. It's just it's it's a show that <laughs> it just surprises me that it that it exists in this in this time and age. It's like in this time and age of of. Complete commercial, um, sellout, selling out where everything is about cramming in a toy or cramming in the next series or playing fan service to this or that. Um, that, that in this completely unexpected place, we would get this incredible drama, this incredible drama that if it weren't Star Wars, I would think it was a great show. I'd be like, this is incredible. Like what an incredible show this is! Like, and, and then it just happens to be Star Wars. I, it's, it's, um, yeah, just wonderful, wonderful acting, wonderful, wonderful uh, costumes and setting and pacing. The 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 little mini story structure um, of having like every three ep- three episodes be a different different world was was just great, um, and it just 
the pacing felt like the wire where you just kind of like you're, you're going along and you're just in you're in you're so absorbed and then an episode's over and you're like what get me the next one <laughs> give me the next one um i can't you can't yeah i can't recommend and or enough i i expected it to be completely forgettable crap and i was wrong it was it was uh the best show of the year we made fun of it um, when, when a couple of years ago uh when star wars and disney uh put out like what's coming in the next couple of years this is i think what 2020 2021 or 20 maybe 2019 yeah. we were like Andor, like the one character from rogue one like who why right. and it like who cares who cares came yeah out of nowhere and this, this is and this is the thing is is like it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Like I, I realize, kind of, it doesn't matter your, your premise and your actors and all of this background. Like it doesn't necessarily even matter. Like if you have good writing and good characters and good acting, like you can do anything, you know. And that's what Andor did. It took this like, it took this plot that no one wanted to hear about with with characters that no one wanted to hear about, and it just executed it with with. You know, great storytelling and great writing and great acting uh, and great direction. That's so and, true uh, about like the characters. Don't like Mon Mothma. Who fucking Mon the yeah, the uh, Forrest Whitaker's character whose name escapes me. Who the fuck? It, yeah, fuck the back. Who fucking care? Yeah, yeah. So that's my number one best show of the year. Andor. Yeah, no. I would no. almost say Andor. I would even go far to say Head and Shoulders, the best show of the year. Yeah. Fair, fair. Mm. Andor, very good. A lot of memorable characters, a lot of side memorable characters that uh, make an impact on the story oh, yeah. overall. Andy Serkis's character. Andy Serkis, oh my god, what a great Luthen. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Dedra Miro, weirdo stalker guy uh, whose name escapes me. <laughs> and his sidekick. They're essentially Abbott and Costello, which I fucking love. Uh, but his, his Scottish sidekick, yeah. like a lot of great memorable characters. Holy shit! Oh, just 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 little. I mean, just little things. You can take it like a minor bit character, like Mon Mothma's husband, and you're just like, he's got like the right level of sleaze, you know? Like, there's just so <laughs> many little things, like little characters, where you're like, oh, he's so perfect, you know? Oh man, you know? So, ah, ah, ah. I can't wait for can't wait for Andor season two. When, when's it coming out? <laughs> Probably 2024. And honestly, this is one of those things where I'm completely yeah. okay waiting for them to get it just right because this is one of those things that oh yeah they got to get just right. Not what yeah. But um, yeah. no, 2022 oh. was a great year for a lot of good shows. Unfortunately, another year for some bad ones as well. Um, for those of you wondering why I didn't put. Witcher Blood Origins, which is getting destroyed by everybody, even critics. Um, why didn't you put that on my worst list of 2022? I, I've only saw the first two episodes and I had to stop because it's just, I don't care. It's so boring. It's so lame. I don't care. So, um, I don't even want to include that in there because I, it's like, it's like blood, it's, it's blood rain bad, right? Uh, is, is it, is it blood rain bad? It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> But it's still just – I feel bad for Michelle Yeoh because she was probably one of the best movies this year. Um, I always get the name of this thing wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one with the parallel universes? Yeah, yeah. Every, everywhere, everything, all the time. You watched that, right? I have not seen it yet. No, no. Oh, dude. That this that show is up your alley. That's like your sh- – oh, I'm sorry. Not show. That movie is up your alley. That's, that's your movie right there. I'm sure if you saw that, you'd say that would be your favorite movie of 2022. I liked – the Northman. I thought that one was awesome. But um By the way, I said the name of the movie completely wrong. Everyone does. Everything everywhere. What everything everywhere all at once, yes. A- yes, everything everywhere. Yes, that's what it is. And it's really good film. Very good film. Definitely recommend that to everybody. And I feel bad for her because this is where she really shines. And then you see her in Blood Origins, you're like, you know what? That's okay. Get that bag, sweetie. Get that you know, buy that house, buy that yacht, do what you need to, get that bag. I don't blame you at all. But um, no, that's a that's a good film as well. Ninety wow, it has ninety five percent based on three hundred and fifty reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn, everybody liked that shit. God damn, I'm gonna check out Russian Doll actually, just because you keep uh, you keep hyping that one up. You didn't put Barry on this list of your favorites. <sighs> I can't. I well, one I forgot that Barry came out in twenty twenty two. Um... <laughs> Really, Barry? The sh- Come on! It, I uh, I thought you liked no, Barry. No, no, ba- look, ba- 
I do. I do like Barry. Um, the um, I do like Barry, and I like Barry. Uh, oh, man, now we can just talk about Barry for a second, because like, okay, so Barry season one was re- was really was really uh, fun, and then they went on this on this direction in Barry season two, where Barry became kind of the guy you're rooting for. Um, and it becomes, it becomes really kind of, it becomes even kind of more fun following Barry around. And then I think the showrunners, including, um, um, the guy who plays Barry, the executive, who's the executive producer, um, uh, Bill Hader realized that like, no, Bader's not, Barry's not the hero. He's the villain. Okay. And so season three, he really emphasizes that Barry is not the hero. He's the villain. Um, and, and, uh, it, it's, it, no, it is really good. It should have been in my top 10. You're right. You're, you should, I mean, purely on the, I mean, Anthony Kerrigan, who is the, 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 the bald guy, um, he's just so good by himself that it's, and, and Henry Winkler is so good. Um, it's amazing that like Henry Winkler is doing the best acting he's ever done in his whole, whole career. And he's like an old man, you know? So it's, um, it's it's a really good show. I, I should have had it in my top ten. I for, I totally forgot that Barry season three came out this what year. About, I'm sorry. Um, I'm what about um? What about? Uh, I swear it came out this year. No, it didn't. Oh, I'm wrong. I was about to say Successions. Yeah, that was last you year. Know, Succession. I I watched season one. I got into season two, and then I just kind of stopped. People t- keep keep telling me, "Oh no, you got to keep going." And I was like, "Ah, it's just wasn't that much fun." like at the point at the point i was it wasn't that much fun so but people tell me that it gets better so i don't know um yellowstone is the one i was thinking of have you seen yellowstone no no that's the one people keep telling me to watch as well yellowstone and uh, i still haven't seen euphoria i don't think i ever will i'm i'm gonna be very honest with you and and i say and i say this in regards to everything even anime because you know for those of you don't know i'm a weeb when it comes to anime i refuse to watch any anime no matter how good it is that takes place in a high school setting same with drama shows same Mm. with like live action shows i fucking hate yeah i get it it's just like right because it it all gets into this whole like Every, you know, every high schooler is, like, doing heroin and fucking dads, right? Like, no, like, no, that's not happening, <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's such an unrealistic, like, fantasy setting. You kind of realize as you get older, because, you know, having been through high school and then being older, like, you realize that, like, no, the high school kids aren't the ones, like, like fucking and doing drugs. Like, everybody else is the ones that are that are sex-obsessed and then project that on the high school kids. So, in a sense, like... It's it's a it's kind of creepy that like the whole world thinks that high school is this land of sex and drugs when it's not, you know, um, and that we that we somehow like fantasize and 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 create all these like shows about it when that's just not the that's not the world. No, so. I want to say this started with American Pie, like this over-exaggeration of like high school being like this crazy place. But I, I don't think it did start with American Pie. I'm pretty sure it started with maybe Revenge of the Nerds, or maybe there was another show from like another movie from like the well, 80s. Well, there was, there was, of course, Porky's, which is um, never heard ridiculous. of that. <laughs> never heard of Porky's. Oh, you've never heard of Porky's? No, oh, man, you got us. So 1981 um, film. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Porky's is yes, it's 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 kind of the classic um uh like um uh, high school sex comedy that everything else is based on. Mm. You know, it's the the thing where they they cast like complete utter adults who are in like their late twenties to be playing like high school students who are all who are all trying to get laid. And it, it, it takes place in the fifties and the, the 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 scene that everybody remembers is they find the boys find uh that they can go in between the walls and peek through these holes in the girls showers and watch the girls shower and that's kind of like the most famous scene of the movie is them like sneaking in and watching the girls in the showers of course like anybody that's actually gone to like middle school high school who has showered 
knows that you like don't sit there for an hour at school like lathering up you you like run in you rinse yourself off and you get out because you've got freaking class like like or you want to get home like no one no one hangs out in the showers in high school it's so stupid or or if you know anything about like plumbing there there'd be never enough room for like someone to sneak between the walls in order to like look into a shower (laughs) but yeah it just gets into that um but that's the uh the yeah then there's Porky's 2 and there's Porky's 3. But yeah, there'd be no American Pie if there was no Porky's. Interesting. I never I never knew this thing existed. But like I said, I, I just can't stand like high school shit. It's just not my jam. It never has been. I fucking hate that stuff. I just whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so. or like the the I call it like the Dawson's Creaking, where like 14-year-olds have like the deepest thoughts about <laughs> life. And, you know, and you're like, no, have you talked to a 14 year old? They're <laughs> fucking boring. They've seen nothing. They've been nowhere. They've had no life experiences. They're 14. Like, give them like, and I, I, I understand there might be some 14 year olds listening out there, but like, it's <laughs> fine. You're 14. Okay. You've been nowhere. You've experienced nothing, you know hardly any of you have like had anyone die in your life. You haven't had relationships. You haven't had your heart broken. You haven't like traveled the world. Like you've seen nothing. You've never had a job. Like you don't know how the world works, which is fine. You're 14, but don't have a show where, where these 14 year olds are so fucking wise. Like, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, no, um, so yeah, that's our, our list for 2022. 2023 seems to be like slowing down maybe a little bit. Uh, in terms of Star Wars, we're getting Mando back in, uh, it coming back in, in March. And then the Ahsoka series, mm. which I'll be there for. Um, what is HBO coming out with in 2023? Dune, Sisterhood? Mm, eh. I'm trying to think, um, yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, Doom, I know Doom Patrol is still continuing. Um, a lot of the DC stuff. I think Peacemaker season two. Hmm. Um, um, I think you know uh, House of the Dragon. Well, no, we can talk about House of the Dragon and and and, and spinoffs. But uh, George says a lot of them are stalled. But a lot of people don't know what's actually going on with House of the Dragon. Like they cancel all these shows. And like, what are they? What are they replacing them with? They don't need, uh, we don't need all these, we do, I've said this before, we don't need all these House of the Dragon shows or these Game of Thrones spinoffs. Maybe one or two others, that's about it. We don't need all these nine other ones. Fucking E.T., really? All you really need to really bring people back would be maybe Duncan Egg and the Jon Snow show. Because people love Jon yeah. Snow. They do, they do. Uh, but, uh, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will see you all next year for some more podcasts, fun, uh, some more shows. Uh, let us know your top list or worst shows of 2022. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.